Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, all you womanizers, thigh squeezers, and big dick divas? This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. All right, all right. What is up, everyone? How you doing? I'm your host, comedian Billy Presida. If you are new to my program, this is a podcast where I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. Well, returning to the show after a many years-long hiatus to tell me why she is still never going to date me, Diana is back. Yes. Remember Diana? Episode 6? The zombie fucker, if you will. Yes, she is back. She is returning uh, with a new context to to tell me some more some more honest feedback about fucking me. And uh, I wouldn't say dating. We never really dated, but you know the thing. We'll get to her in a bit. First, show dates, people. Uh, no, actually, no show dates. No show dates to announce. Keep your eyes out over at manwhorepod.com slash comedy. For my upcoming stand-up comedy dates. And uh, while you're over at manwhorepod.com, sign up for the mailing list, people. You're going to see a little form on the right-hand side. Just, you know, punch in your email there. Maybe a zip code. That's how you stay up to date with all the latest Manhor podcast news. A little piece of, uh, of Billy news. I was supposed to go to Atlanta this last weekend, but the weather had other plans. Billy popped around two different airports, three different booked flights, a whole slew of delays, and I still didn't get the fly. So that was sad, Be uh, not only because I was supposed to see uh, some very sexy people while I was in Atlanta, but I was also going to interview this woman, Hallie Lieberman, who has just released a, uh, a new book called Buzz, A Stimulating History of the Sex Toy. And I was really bummed I was going to interview her for next week's episode, and now that's not going to happen. But I've all, but I've also now read this book and I'm enjoying it. So I wanted to recommend to you all. It's a, it's a, it's kind of like an oral history of the sex toy, uh, really old sex toys. But the, the, to me, the most fascinating thing about this book is all the weird politics surrounding sex toys and around women's sexuality. Because only up until recently were you, are you allowed to like say that a sex toy is a sex toy? For just almost like forever, for you know, for like at least a hundred years, you had to advertise sex toys as a medical device, aka a back massager, or it was a marital aid. So selling a strap-on dildo for say a man who's struggling with erectile dysfunction. So it's now a marital aid, right? You couldn't just say, Oh, ladies, you wanna get off for a change? Here's a vibrator. You couldn't say that. It was obscene and illegal and Hallie covers all this and more in her book uh, also there's a lot of Betty Dotson in this book who you may remember from this podcast one of my more badass episodes so I just I encourage you all to check it out even though you're not going to hear Hallie on the podcast for at least a few months uh, it's again it's called Buzz a stimulating history of the sex toy go check it out wherever you get the book stuff all right, uh, here's something exciting. 
episode 200 of the Manor podcast is fast approaching. Yes, people, this is episode 196. Holy fuck, right? I've gone 196 Wednesdays in a row, haven't missed one yet. We got to celebrate number 200, right? That's a big deal. So how are we going to celebrate? Well, for episode 100, I turned the mics around and I interviewed two exes that are not my exes. And I was interviewing them about why they didn't work out. Well, for episode 200, I'm going to turn the mics around again in a way. I'm going to have two fan whores with whom I've been intimate in various capacities. Uh, and they are going to interview me. And I, we need questions. We need your questions to put in their mouths. So email anything you've ever wanted to know about me to the number 200 at manwhorepod.com. Here's a very important thing. I'm not going to see these questions. All right, this is going to a, very, a separate email account, and I will be forwarding all of that to these two women. They will get to uh, look through them, pick the ones they like, and then ask them to me on the show. And in addition, we'll probably discuss like our, you know, what we've been doing together that weekend. But yeah, so I think that's going to be really fun. I think that's a, a cool way to celebrate 200 episodes of a really fun, slutty show. So again, we need your questions. 200 at manorpod.com. But for now, let's get to your emails, people. Let's put your words in my mouth, okay? Emails. Uh, this one comes from Laura. I want to say congratulations to Laura Johnson. She is a fabulous fan whore who is a uh, PhD candidate up at SUNY Binghamton, teaches a class up there, and uh, she's won a teaching award. <laughs> so here, here's her email. Hey, Billy, happy new year. I just wanted to let you know that I won one of SUNY Binghamton's graduate student awards for excellence in teaching. And I wrote about your guest lecture in my application. Side note, editorial notes. Back in 2017, I guest lectured via Skype a college course. I can consider myself the professor pervert, if you will. Okay. I thought you might appreciate that your podcast was likely discussed in a serious administrative faculty setting. I bet they didn't expect to see man whore in someone's teaching philosophy statement. If you're interested, I included the little excerpt from the application below. Uh, and, and the excerpt that was in an official application for a teaching award is, is thus. Uh, in the future, I would like to incorporate more guest speakers into my classes so that students can learn directly from individuals who have firsthand experiences related to the course topics. In the body, which was the name of the class... I invited Billy Presida of the Man Whore Podcast to give a guest lecture related to his experiences interviewing adult actors. Colorful podcast names aside, Mr. Presida has built an extensive career interviewing sex therapists, sexual health counselors, sexologists, sex researchers, and adult actors and directors. His lecture and class discussion afterwards helped students further understand the complexities of having pornography available for free. Students recognize the severity of the effects that free pornography sites have had on the adult entertainment industry and how the free sites completely revolutionized the way in which individuals engage with sexually explicit materials. 
Wow. That almost makes me sound super official and awesome. Uh, wow. So congratulations again, Laura, for, uh, for your award. This next email comes from Jenna. Jenna writes, I'm a 40-year-old brunette in the South Jersey, Philly area. I listen to you all the time, and I so want you to visit me whenever you're passing through. Can you maybe talk about female-led relationships, a.k.a. FLRs, on one of your podcasts? I know I'm fully capable of being in an FLR, but I don't have the skills to lead a man into one. Can you help? How do men who want to be in FLRs expect to be wooed, so to speak? Thanks, and I love you. And this email uh, included a wonderful photo of a just massive set of titties. Just really nice, big areolas. One of them has a very beautiful vein going on. I'm, I'm into it. Um, oh, wait, right. There was an email in this thing. Jenna, FLRs. Wow. This might be the first time I've ever gotten an email about something I have never heard about. Uh, for anyone else who is like me and doesn't know what an FLR is, I, I had to look this up. Urban Dictionary defines FLRs uh, as uh, the term female-led relationship refers to a model for romantic heterosexual relationships in which both partners agree that the woman will act as the leader and ultimate authority. If the participants are married, the arrangement may be termed a female-led marriage, FLM, or wife-led marriage, WLM. If you thought we hadn't been over-classifying and over-labeling things, here's further proof that they're just starting to become a, a few too many labels. I know people like to use labels to like find community, but this might be pushing it a little bit. I have a, I've I gotta be honest, Jenna, I've never heard this term before. Never heard about I I tweeted asking for people to chime in. No one else knew about it. I asked Effie Blue, who is an alternative relationships couples counselor. She's never heard of it. For for all intents and purposes, it just looks like a relationship where the woman's in charge. So I don't know I don't even really like this term, female led relationships. Cause it seems to imply that the the quote unquote norm is a relationship led by the man. And I don't really like that. I think relationship is led by whoever that relationship deems needs to lead it. Or ideally, it's kind of like a partnership. But from what I can tell, from looking this up on the internet, from browsing around, this seems to be more of a thing like where the guy wants it. This seems to be sort of like a dom-sub relationship. In a way, it almost seems like life-doming, just where the woman wears the pants at fucking at home. Um, I found like one article on the cuckholdconsultant.com. Yes, that is a real website. It says there are four levels of female-led relationships. So it seems to range from just like a kind of bossy chick to full-on 24-hour life-doming. Uh, they have level one is hesitation and ambivalence. Level two, motivated encouragement. And the picture for that one is just like a woman in the living room reading a newspaper and a man vacuuming. So I was like, okay. Level three is willing embracement. Um, I guess for women, quote, who have a higher need for being in control. And then level four is full-blown immersion. 
which sounds like a disease to me. Uh, so, I, like I said, Jenna, I don't know how you would woo a man into this because it seems to be that the, this these are types of relationships where men ask for them. So I'm I'm kind of going to leave this open to the listeners. If any listeners have heard of this term, FLRs, shoot me an email at manhorpod at gmail.com. You know, I, I'd love to learn something. And I mean, just Jenna, just go into a relationship. Don't don't think of it as an FLR. Just think of it as you like being more in charge in a relationship. Go woo a man. Go just meet a dude and just have your attitude be someone who's kind of more in charge, who's a little bit more dominant. It's going to repel the guys who are not interested and the guys who are interested are going to be attracted to it. Like personally, I like a woman who kind of leads the way a bit. I do. I like a woman who's making a few more decisions. I like to make less decisions. That's great. The women who are really wishy-washy, who are just perpetually indecisive, who are always saying, I don't know, I'm typically not with those women. And the women who show a little bit more initiative, like I'm attracted to them more. And I think the same is going to happen for you. So I'm sorry I can't be of total help. But uh, maybe maybe there's a listener out there who can who can lend some words. All right. Uh, the last email I'm going to get to this. This one pertains specifically to my guest this week, Diana. I've actually been saving this email <laughs> because it was just so perfect. Okay. I recorded with Diana in like mid-December. Shortly after recording with her, I got an email and the subject line is comments on Diana. So I immediately started looking over my shoulder like, is there a fucking camera in here that I don't know about? But it comes from a man who I don't think his name is actually John Smith, but he goes by John Smith. Uh, And this is clearly a guy who is new to listening to the podcast, and he's binging through all the episodes. And Diana's episode episode six. So that's very that's in the middle of 2014. So this guy is like deep diving. And I guess he's like, I know this happened three years ago, but I want to talk about it now. He writes, Billy. Being an older virgin, much older than the guy she was going to fuck, this comment stood out. He had he had other faults besides being a virgin. That wasn't me just being prejudiced. Mm-hmm. But that was a big part of it that I didn't want me to be his like first sexual experience. I didn't want to do that. Uh-oh. Yeah. So being a virgin is a fault. Well, at least she recognizes her prejudice. I guess the first stop in fixing bigotry is recognizing you're a bigot, but something tells me that she would never take the next step in correcting whatever inane assumptions she has about virgins. I'm sure the bigotry would just increase the older the virgin is. But having said that, what really got me was she says, he didn't even tell me, and adds, I like honesty. The implication is that he wasn't being honest about telling her he was a virgin. Give me a fucking break. First, that guy obviously... Sorry, everyone. That was uh, my ringtone. Yes, yes, my ringtone is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song. And it has been that ringtone since I was 13 years old when I first got a cell phone. Because honestly, I, re- I think I nailed it on the first selection. The first time my phone rang and it was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I was like, yeah, I got it right. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Back to this email. Give me a fucking break. First, that guy obviously isn't an idiot. 
He knows there is stigma against virgins, more so against males, which increases the older you get, so why the fuck would he volunteer that information? Second, should Diana have volunteered how much... He says how much many sexual partners she has had. So he should volunteer he's a virgin, but she doesn't have to volunteer how many sexual partners she has had. Why is one more appropriate than the other? Why is one more relevant than the other? Yeah, you're better off not having to deal with Diana. Now, I'm going to kind of do spoiler alert here. Uh, Diana and I have had sex since we recorded this episode, okay? This is relevant because uh, she came over like a week or two ago and we fucked and while while she was here, like in between rounds, I said, yo, I got an email about your original episode just like recently. Do you want to re- do you want to hear it? She says, please. So while she's sitting naked in my bed, I'm over at my desk reading to her that email and she is cracking up. And she's not necessarily denying it. Like a lot of times she's nodding like, yeah, he's got a point. But but this was my response to John's outrage. Um, let's first maybe not throw the word bigot around so loosely. Not wanting to fuck virgins or even thinking less of virgins does not make a person a bigot. It's hardly on the same level as like hating black people, gays or Muslims. But you're right. She definitely has it out for virgins or at least has a thing against fucking virgins herself. And there's nothing wrong with having a preference. For example, I don't fuck Trump supporters. But you don't have to talk down about them. There's nothing wrong with being a virgin if that's a choice you made for yourself and your body. Of course, do your thing. However, if you're a virgin, you obviously don't have the same experience wielding your cock the way some women would prefer. Some women, some people of any gender, don't want to play teacher. Maybe they've had enough bad sex that the prospect of turning not the best sex into OMG, this is awesome sex seems daunting. What's great is there are women who not only are okay with teaching a virgin what to do in the bedroom, but they love it. Yeah, some chicks have had so many bad experiences with dudes that they are thrilled to be handed a blank slate. With no experience and an enthusiasm to learn, you get to craft your ideal lover. Tired of dudes putting their hand on the back of your head during a blowjob? Don't like someone skipping oral sex to bang before your pussy's prepared for it? Are you exhausted by the amount of dudes trying to fuck you bareback? You get to teach a virgin good behavior from day one. You're also doing a public service if you do your job right, because you know then you send him off into the world treating the next chick a little better than had he learned to fuck from porn and practiced on some timid college girl during freshman orientation because a survey says we do not teach comprehensive sex education in schools so diana didn't want to play teacher that's fine i'll advise her to not accidentally refer to virginity as a fault but i wouldn't consider her language like to be hate speech i also agree with you that someone's virginity is none of their potential lover's business This goes back to anything else. If you have any firm deal breakers, it is your responsibility to ask. Whether that's virginity, being transgender, HPV status, political leanings, or their stance on the Star Wars prequels. If you need to know, then you need to ask. 
And if someone asks that kind of question to determine having sex with you, I think you should answer honestly. Uh, I mean, yeah, was the Phantom Menace really that bad? (laughs) And then they have the information they asked uh, for to decide if they want to sleep with you. But adult virgins should not feel obligated to disclose that unsolicited uh, information. You are so right. The last part of your email I want to address is uh, that, you know, although there is stigma about men being virgins, let's not fall folly to playing Outrage Olympics. Neither stigma is worse. They are just different. Some see male virgins as inexperienced, bad in bed, overeager, pathetic, losers. But check out episode 94 of this podcast with comedian Angela Cobb, who lost her virginity in her mid-20s. Many of those preconceptions carry over to women, too. Some dudes and women are wary of deflowering females because they might get clingy, or they may cry, or they may bleed, or they may require extra emotional labor. A lot of people are cautious taking someone's V-card, more so the older the virgin. But that doesn't make the virgin a freak. It doesn't make the experienced party a bad person. It just means those two people aren't going to have sex together. Not the end of the world. Um, but I, you know, hey, look, I hope you're enjoying the podcast overall, even if you're not Diana's biggest fan. And, uh, you know, don't be a stranger. And I don't know whenever you're going to get to this episode. As you're, if you're, if you're at episode six right now, going to take you a while to get to 196. But, uh, well, this feedback will be there for you when you get there. All right. Uh, and if you want to email me your comments, your questions, your booby pictures, whatever, uh, send a no- an email over to manhorpod at gmail.com. All right. Now, before we get to this week's guest, uh, Diana, before we bring her back to the show. Oh, boy. So I am inviting Diana back to the podcast after all these years. Not just because I thought she was a fabulous guest the first time around, but, you know, there's some new context. Uh, You know, since she's been on the podcast, every once in a blue moon, Diana and I would find each other in the other's bed. Uh, You know, we we would hook up a few times over the last few years. I took her to lip service a couple of times. One of the times I apparently have forgotten all about. uh, And, you know, I thought we would have a little chit chat about it. Because it's it, it seemed like we were starting to be hookup buddies again, right? It seemed like oh cool, we're fuck buddies once more. Let's let's do the thing. But then she kind of stopped answering my texts, and she kind of stopped wanting the fuck. But then again, there was no conversation of like, hey, we're not fucking anymore. She she didn't say, hey, stop texting me. She didn't say, hey, leave me alone. She just kind of stopped responding. So. I figure, like, okay, what did I do wrong this time? So I have Diana back uh, to answer that, but also to share oh so much more. I mean, she's talking about some of the worst sex she's ever had. We're talking about sex toys. We're talking about um, owning some masturbation time for yourself, which Diana has uh, has been enjoying. And I I really think you're all going to enjoy this episode. If you liked her three years ago, you're going to love her now. If you didn't like her three years ago, I still think you're going to love her now. Let's go ahead and get to me catching up again with Diana. And just, you know, open, honest, tell me to fuck off if I have to, interrupt right. me as you need. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you seemed, uh, you were, 
You had like passion, emotion. You were ready to. You mean in the last one or in this one? I mean, like in the last twenty seconds, okay, you okay. were just like, well, yeah, and this thing, and I was like, okay. I was just really excited when we, um, when you texted me, just that, like, I suddenly had so much to say, and I was like, oh, great! Like, no one will listen to me except Billy. <laughs> like, no one wants to hear this except maybe someone with a podcast about relationships. Yeah, you had you had plenty to talk about back then too. Yeah, yeah, totally different stuff, I guess. Or yeah. maybe the same. Maybe we'll revisit it and it's I'm I'm exactly the sexual same. Oh no, I, I, I doubt that. Okay. Yeah. But I'm I mean I'm happy to have you back here. Thank you. Although I didn't when you said, Oh, the same place, I have no memory of you being in this apartment. Oh, yes, I've been in this apartment. We had sex here once. Um, it was like winterish time. I don't know if it was like a year ago or maybe a little bit longer. So it was, it was during that resurgence of like hooking up a few times again. It was after, after we had service. gone to lip service together. Um, and we just talked about the idea of like, oh, let's like do this again. Maybe or like maybe not. We'll <laughs> see. Um, and then you had texted me while you were masturbating. And like I live <laughs> kind of far from you, so by the time I got there, you were like ready to come. You were like, "Oh no!" You were immediately just like, I think you entertained foreplay for like a second, and then you're like, and I was like, "Nope, I'm not there yet. I'm not there." You're like, "Oh, uh, okay, sorry." Uh, and then you fully did uh, warm me up, and then we had sex, and you could not have been less interested in me after you came you're just like so you gonna go or stay or like what oh what i oh no <laughs> you totally did and i was just like the last time i'm like taking a cab to bushwick for this oh shit yeah. what on earth was i so fucking i don't know i think you had just it was like you had communicated to me that you wanted to have sex while you're masturbating which is like you you texted me something like, yeah. "Oh, I'm in the middle of this something like kind of sexy," and I was like, "Oh, well, I brought I was some like, sort of corny way to refer to uh, jerking off, like a stroke session." Yeah, some... you probably <laughs> you probably did, <laughs> and I was like, "I could get into that right now," mm. uh, but it wasn't like I don't know. Maybe if I had teleported here, it would have been like a much better experience. But it was just like, "Oh, <laughs> oh dear, oh god." It was fine, no fault of yours. <laughs> I like totally comprehended that feeling. Um, but yeah, that's the last time I was here. Well, it's just not, it's not common of me to like kick someone out so quickly right away. No, I think it was, you were, uh, I don't think it was meant in that way. It just came off in that way because you were like trying to communicate like, should I be entertaining you or would you prefer to leave? Right, right. And so it came out as just like, go stay. Mm-mm. Okay, all right. Well, because normally I like try to bank on there being like a round two. Oh, okay. So... I I I have no recollection, so I can't try to pretend to de- pretend to right. defend myself. But just that sounds strange to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it's it like normally fine. I don't start trying to kick people out till after a second <laughs> time. Come on. Um. So it was fine. I think I preferred to leave anyway. <laughs> well, I think that was another thing. I was like, I, was, during that second wave of fooling around again, I wasn't sure how much interest you had in me outside of like my face between your legs. That's a good point, which was minimal. So (laughs) (laughs) so, look, I like your mouth for one purpose and it's not your jokes. Funny boy. This is, was no fault of yours. It was just like, that's my memory of it, of you being like, stay, go, go. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I guess this is a good time. (laughs) An awkward time. If any to uh, bring up, I have back on the show, Diana, 
all the way back from episode six. Please don't listen to episode six. Oh my god, it's so good. I <laughs> I recommend it to people when okay. they when they want to know what the okay. good early ones are. I thought it was, it was a great show. Okay. Talked about zombie uh, zombie sex zombie and sex. fucking to do with one arm and not I, knowing it. Oh my god, <laughs> I run into him all the time, and he's always just like drunkenly hitting on me. Yeah. Yeah. He's not hitting you uh, he's not hitting you up while he's jerking off like I do. He's not a classy <laughs> fella. No. No. Yeah. Well, the pro- Let me formulate my thought. The problem I think with like hooking up these days is that like it works best when both people involved have like the same intentions. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just like really quick to lie about their intentions if they're super horny. So like it just <laughs> never works. Like it's, yeah. there's just like never communication around having sex with someone um yeah uh so i should talk about my um i told you that i'm masturbating a lot more now and that it's really enlightening Uh and that i have like pure mental clarity at all times because i'm just like getting myself off getting everything taken care of so that there's like no cloudiness for like how i feel before i go out which used to be a huge problem for me or like how i feel about someone or if like if i'm infatuated with someone i can very easily like clear up that oh this is a purely sexual thing i my my interest in this person has very little to do with who this person is and like strictly their proximity and like the way they smell right now um so yeah you rub one did you rub one out before doing this podcast no because i came straight from work and there's like no appropriate place to do that between so you're a little cloudy right now i'm super cloudy you're super cloudy (laughs) is cloudy like a way of you saying kind of horny no it's just like um people i tried okay i I tried i um, could (laughs) i could be horny but um i don't know are you asking me if i'll have sex with you after this is that what this that was that was that was not my question okay it okay. was it was a thought in the back of my head. <laughs> okay, very different. Thing. I'm not gonna have sex with you after this, Billy. I'll say that now. Noted. Um, it's on the record. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but that doesn't rule out any other time after this. Oh, really? Now? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm in a very weird place, so I had, tell me about this weird place. So, because I had like really bad sex earlier this year. You described it as the worst sex ever. Truly, like I look back to, I said that in an exaggerated way to my friends. And then I thought back, like, is it truly the worst? And I have to say, like, even like, uh, like a painful losing my virginity was like better than what this guy was doing. And he, I went through a phase of like heavy dating um, that invariably just, invariably just turned into like heavy fucking Mm -hmm. and like seeing this guy once. Um, And so I met this guy, super cute, seemed super like, dating interested and then uh he came over for a movie date is how he put it and like two minutes into the movie (laughs) like two minutes into the movie he already knew what movie he wanted to see and it was like a really sexy movie and i was like oh wow just not hiding anything yeah i was like i've seen this before and like this is kind of an odd choice but it was a good movie i think it was like a duplass brothers movie or something (laughs) so i was like yeah i'd love to see this again don't even get the opportunity to see it again and he's like unhooking my bra and i was like okay i guess i'll go with this i'm cloudy and interested (laughs) um and he he had like a bigger than average penis Mm -hmm. and i could tell that he knew it and like held a lot of his self-esteem in that like extra inch or so uh-huh. and so he like presented it to me 
What do you mean presented? Did he unroll a red carpet? <laughs> he just like took a beat. Did somebody pop in the step- room and was like, now presenting <laughs> Jason's he, cock? He may as well have. He yeah. really, he took an applause break, frankly. He like, usually when you're having sex with someone, it's like you're so eager to get at it, like clothes, whatever, lights, no lights, who cares? And you're just focused on having sex, touching each other, blah, blah, blah. He like stepped away, made a big to do of unzipping his pants <sighs> and like w- pulled it out and like didn't immediately like, like go to touch me naked. He just like stood there for a second and I didn't give him a reaction because I've, I don't know, I've seen multiple penises. Multiple? I've seen you multiple. You whore. <laughs> don't tell my mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, he just, and I, I could tell the way the rest of the sex was going that he thought that's like all he needed was just like having a bigger penis. His his foreplay was I swear he licked his thumb and swiped my clit with it and that was it. <laughs> that was it. And like he's trying to like get something off. Like he's like you got a thing on your clit. It was like classic grandma schmutz on your cheek move. And then he immediately tries to put his penis in me and I was like no 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 like same thing that I said with you. I was like, no, mm-hmm. I need, like, need, I need more. Yeah. And he was like, okay. So he did a couple more schmutzes, and I was like, this is not gonna. I was like, this is not gonna work. And I was like, telling him what I want. I was like, touch boobs, touch everything. Like, stay down there for like twenty minutes, hands, mouth. Like, I don't care, whatever. He did it so reluctantly. Just like, have you ever had someone go down on you that like didn't want to go down on oh, you? Oh yeah. Just the saddest thing. And then uh, eventually we start having sex. You still fucked him after. That. Wait, wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so we start having sex because I know I can make this good. Like I'm horny. I'm not like I can make this good. Um. So he starts. I get on top immediately. I'm like, that's how I come. Without like his help, like I can mm. do this myself. And he said to me, he's like, I don't like the way you're taking control. And I was like. <laughs> you guys can't see the face I'm making right now. It's real gross. And I like put my hand on his mouth. I was just, I said, not right now. Just like, not now. Like, talk about it later. Talk about it later. <laughs> and so I'm like really close. He goes, okay, I, now I want to fuck you. I was like, oh, fine. So he like rolls me over. Uh, and he does this thing, like, first pump. He goes, and your cervix is right. And he does a wind up. And pokes my cervix with his penis. We get it. You have a kind of big dick. We get it. Which is painful. And he went through, he like wound up for it. Like he was trying to like inflict pain to be like, this is what I'm working with. And I immediately was like, you have to leave. Nice. (laughs) I was like, you have to go. Good for you. First, I think I like slapped his hand. I like slapped. I was like, immediate. my immediate reaction was just like slapping his dick or something. I was just like, no, like no. And he's like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm just... He, I don't know if he said I'm just big or if he was just like, I'm just, oh, I can't help it or something. I can't help but be a total douchebag. I can't help but be <laughs> an asshole. So I kicked him out and he's like, I hope we do this again. I go like, no, like please go, please this go. This is like kicking out. This wasn't I. This is not I came. I did not come <laughs> with a hit to the cervix. That's not how that works. And I'm trying to think of where he's from so I can, like, stereotype him and, like, based on uh, the sexual education, like, probably Florida. Like, he probably has no idea. 
Well, I guess he knows what a cervix is. I'll give uh-huh. him a point. <laughs> but I feel like that then takes out most of the South. I feel like that's knowing their education. I just hated him. Um, and any Southern listeners, stop sending me emails <laughs> saying that I'm generalizing the South because it's very possible that tonight that we're recording this, you the, one of your states might be voting in a child molester. <laughs> so until you start voting properly, don't give me the, uh, you're generalizing the, yeah, I am. Yeah. Be better. Be better. Vote better. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So he and then that it didn't even no matter how blatantly I communicated to him like this isn't working this uh-huh. is bad he still texted me afterwards he texted me like the rest of the week and he's like I feel like you're being distant after we slept together and I uh, I wanted to say like all of like the ruthless merciless things that I could say but this person is delusional are there any, do you still have any of those inside that if he were here right now, you would say uh, that you could share with us? No, because it's just like confusion. It's just pure confusion as to how he thinks that was good. So all I could say was like, I think we have conflicting ideas of like what good sex is. Oh, wow. <laughs> because that's basically what it was. Yeah. He thought, and I'm not sure, I want to analyze it and say, uh, that maybe he thought he like he did he want to please me or not like maybe he thought he was pleasing me and maybe he ways. thinks the cervix is the g spot maybe maybe like that's me trying to find the benefit of a doubt for this dude yeah. it's like maybe they think that that's what that is it's like no different things yeah yeah so wow. i just said that and he didn't respond so maybe he finally got it well, did did I did we have conflicting views on what good sex was no we had good sex okay okay I didn't kick you out at any point, no. so apparently I one sign. apparently I half kicked you out by accident. You had one well, time. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I think we were done. I would just rather have left on my own terms. Frankly. Fair, super fair. Um, I'm good. <laughs> but okay, yeah. Well, so I guess to let people know, there's like a new context for you being here uh, on the podcast. I I do like to have people on who are great guests, but when there's a new context. I also tend to bring people back. And that would be that like we were sleeping together a little bit over the course of some time last year. Um, I brought you to lip service. You did. I think it's we we had drinks kind of out of nowhere. We did. It's kind of like, hey, let's have ketchup drinks. Who's initiate? Was that you initiating or me? I honestly don't remember. I remember I was meeting up with uh, Lauren from Brooklyn. Shout out. Hey, Lauren from hey, Brooklyn. Lauren. You know who you are. We were meeting up because she was helping me like set up my Patreon levels. Oh, nice. And then I remember this distinctly because we were scheduled to meet up. We tag team. Yeah, it was I at tagged the same- her in. Right. It was at the same bar. Uh, <laughs> With our clothes on. Yeah. And then we caught up and then I guess we were like, yeah, you came to lip service. You joined me and my then, uh, I, I don't know, Paige and I weren't girl- boyfriend, girlfriend yet, but. No, but you had just met her. Yeah, we just, uh, actually, yeah, we were just getting back to like. Doing, we just started like doing stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I took you to lip service, and it yeah. was it was fun. Yeah, I'd expressed that I was like kind of interested in sex parties, but like didn't want to dive fully into it. Um, and lip service was fun. It's a good. It was like a good introduction Very to being in a intro. sexual space, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you play spin the bottle? I was just there on on Friday. Oh, really? Yeah, I, w- I went again. Yeah, I did. Um, the first time I went it was kind of a weird crowd. Mm-hmm. It was a lot more older people i think mm-hmm. a lot more um like sex party veterans and then we went again for the va- it was around valentine's day we went twice yeah we went twice. oh really okay 
Because <laughs> well, I, I has this confused look on his well, face. Well, I distinctly remember going with you with Paige twice. Right. Because it was the first time of us getting back. Oh, it was, uh, I didn't even know she was going to be there type of thing. It was like a surprise. No, we went together with no. Paige three times. Tw- not, th- sorry, twice. Well, because I remember Paige and I were supposed to meet up at a hacienda, which was going to be the next night. Because uh-huh. I think this was like 2016. This was early 2016. Uh, because this was we got back together. So, yeah, we were going to meet at the hacienda the next night. I didn't know she was going to be at lip service. So I go to lip service with my friend Anna. Who and then all of a sudden like oh hello like you're here um nope no nope so the first let me explain it okay, the first please. time we went you had just met Paige at I think it was Hacienda or something sure yeah and you uh you guys were pre gaming at a friend's place where there was like <laughs> you told me you're like you can come here or we can meet there but there's like a lot of like wax play going on here uh and like bondage and like well, maybe we should just like meet there and I was like whatever. And so we showed up, and this was very early in your and Paige's relationship. I don't think you guys were in we a relationship yet. We were just, we had gone on three dates, then there was like a month pause where she put it on pause. This was our like base, to me, it was us getting together Okay. for the first time. Okay, maybe. So you guys roll up with a lot of your friends, and it was just like an older crowd, but it was fun. It was really fun. Uh, and then the second time that we went, you and Paige were kind of fighting. Okay. Uh, and it like I know that me being there, we both times we came as like a three, like you have to come with buddies. And yeah. So we were whatever three way buddies. They call them pals. Pervy, pals, right? P- pervy activity liaisons. Yes, we were liaisons. Uh, and she was really drunk and really mad at you, and it you were just like, oh, ignore Paige shooting you the dirtiest look. So let's like go play in the corner. I was like, I don't really want to play while Paige is like shooting me, Dak, or me or you. It like. Didn't matter, but she was like upset that night. So I was like, I'm gonna hang out like with some other people, mm. and it was fun. And it was like a really, it was like a packed night, full of much younger people and like less clothing. Because mm-hmm. I remember the first time I went, I wore something like just like a bra and a skirt, and I was one of like the least dressed people there. And then the second time, it was like I saw nothing but nipples. The second time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the it's like main, a little bit raunchier. Wow, that's uh, I don't remember the fight one, but now a lot. It it seems like the uh, the hints of her discomfort with uh, with non monogamy, uh, maybe there were were traces of that <laughs> because we broke up a, a few months ago. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, yeah, uh, we broke up in September. Okay. Uh, turns out that she w- is not polyamorous. Okay. And uh, I'm definitely not monogamous, uh-huh. so, and yeah. Did she get you, but wasn't she the one who kind of turned you on to polyamory? Uh, she was more like vocal about, read all the books, is in like the poly crew, <laughs> yeah, and all that stuff. And me, I was like, so not sure, like, am I just like slutty? Am I not monogamous? Am I polyamorous? I don't right. know, like figuring it out. I think through her, I was figuring it out. Right um exactly what sort of like non-monogamous i was yeah uh but but it was always i mean we met in a sex party so it was just kind of clear like oh we are both like down with this not doing a sexually exclusive relationship yeah. thing, right and then it turned out not um, yeah as much. i but saw I, that very clearly and i remember just trying to be like 
Billy, like, she's not okay with this. And you're like, no, no, no. We vocalize that it's fine. Like, we have an understanding. Well, I'm a big fan. Here's the thing that would happen a lot. We would say, yeah, fine. And then sometimes, like, the actions yes. would be not. And I'm like, I, I don't have a high tolerance for saying one thing and then directly acting otherwise. That's like, if my you're problem, n- too. Yeah. It's like, if you don't want to go to this party, then either... Don't come to the party or tell me, like, Billy, I need you to not go so we can have a talk. Yeah. Or whatever it is. But you can't. I If you tell me you're fine, I will take you at face value. And it yeah. is your own emotional turmoil that you will face <laughs> if you say you're fine and then are mad the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a simple, dumb fuck. I so. Know. You know, you just have to be real clear with me. I was pre- picking out some girl radar that night, and I was just like, oh, mm. she might murder me. <laughs> I kept asking Possible. you, is she going to murder me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my like, gosh. You just kept saying, it's fine. It's fine. Have... Polyamory, this is like 2016. We're fine. I have zero recollection. <laughs> I know you don't. This entire night. I The the clear image I have is a way like, more beautiful one, in my opinion, oh, which was it? like, <laughs> um, I mean, it's a beautiful one in like in my relationship history with Paige in that that, that first one, the Valentine's one. That we, wasn't the first one. The first one was not Valentine's Day. It was America themed. Oh, uh, or Halloween. Okay, or, I don't remember. I don't remember but either. It, it wasn't the Valentine's Day one. Maybe January. Uh, okay. Maybe I don't know. But I remember Paige and I were there with you, and then she was getting spanked by this one fella. Yes, and we were saying we were making out. Yes, I think someone literally had to tap me. To literally take a titty out of my mouth. I think your yeah. your breast was in my mouth as someone's tapping me back. Hey, and again, Paige and I hadn't seen each other in at least a month. Yeah. I thought that we were over and like, and then all of a sudden she was like, no, like I'm available now. Yeah. So it was like our first night back and I was like, Paige needs some aftercare and she asked yeah. for you. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. It's my one distinct memory from yeah. uh, from lip service with you. That was the first. Sadly, time. is is more about Paige. Yeah, um, I mean that's fine. Yeah, well, because then I had to, and then I went on this couch and like I held her and did aftercare with someone. And I'm right. like, I barely know this person, but like, okay, I will do. Yeah, you know, I'd been on three dates with her that were over a month prior. Yeah, uh, I was fine. I was there to like just see the sights. So just to be there was like cool for me yeah i could sense that and i didn't feel like i was like it was seeming like a rejection it wasn't no, no, no. it wasn't like hey Paige wants to make out with you yeah so i wasn't like ditching you to make out with Paige. it was like someone's in tears because they had gone through an intense right you know scene and then they needed someone to hold them and apparently i you're the was, guy i'm the cuddler <laughs> you need a good cuddle you call billy yeah. 1-800-CUDDLE-BILLY yeah as, and i remember um, just being like aftercare <laughs> let me look that one up when i go home yeah did, did you look it up <laughs> i did no mm-hmm. i had like heard it a lot since um but yeah it's a cute uh it's like a sweet thing i i did i learned a lot of that stuff through that relationship because i'm not like a kinky yeah. guy uh so it was interesting but yeah i think about that a lot i think about um well i had had a relationship with someone that was like um it was like a little bit like role playy, like a little bit subdom um but it was, Who was the dom? With you, I can't. I'm not sure. I was the sub. Uh-huh. I think there's a stereotype of like if someone's super dominant in their real life, they just all they want to do is to be not dom in their bedroom life, uh-huh. which rings true for me. Yeah. Um. So I would just go over to his apartment and he would like text me instructions of like what to do as soon as I got there and like lots of like um 
ordering me around to do stuff like put this in your mouth or like uh like forced orgasm yeah uh and like lots of teasing and it was like everything i've ever wanted but th- the nature of our relationship was that like i couldn't ever like ask for anything like uh. i would want it all the time like it turned me on to no end and he loved the fact that he would like text me while i'm at work and be like come over right now and i would do it you would ditch work i would do it because wow. it was the best sex ever um and I was like, wow, fuck, Just what am I what, doing? What are your working hours? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he did not live close, so I had to make up all these excuses. Um, <laughs> what were some of these excuses you would tell your boss? Sorry, I'm sick, or like, I'm getting over diarrhea, or like really uncomfortable stuff that they wouldn't ask follow-up when in, questions. When in doubt, use diarrhea. Like, this is really embarrassing, but uh, I'm getting over food poisoning, and it's like, oh, I just can't stay out of the bathroom. I'm going to have to go home. And like, who's going to say no to that? Yeah. So... I had a lot of diarrhea that year. Um, or I would call, I have like a lot of like uh, like immigrant relatives that are always in and out of the country. So I'll be like, oh, my immigrant needs me. I have to. Like- my immigrant. <laughs> Not my immigrant. My, she's mine. I pay good money for this immigrant. No, no um, I was like, oh, my aunt doesn't speak English. I have to like go to the doctor with her or like. All sure. this stuff. Oh my gosh, my poor family. And in Trump's America, I feel like that's a, a reason people were like, "No, no, please, we need to, we need to support. <laughs> we need to support. <laughs> we need to support them." <laughs> yeah. So I made up a lot of dumb excuses just to see him. Uh, yeah, and it was great, but I could never have it when I wanted it because that was just the nature of it. Mm. So he would want me at inconvenient times because it turned him on to, to like control fuck me. up your night. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So sometimes I would, uh, <laughs> I would like change my. I would tell him I had different hours or something just so I could like maybe he'll call me like after six instead of before six. I'd be like, oh, I'm working late tonight and when I'm not. And maybe he'll be like, oh, instead of working late, come over now. And by the way, I don't know, show up in a trench coat with nothing under it. Or Oh, that's so hot. It was so hot. It was that's, so good. Oh. Yeah. And he had. Um, I just got a quarter chop. I know. He had. Um, I think he it was either had a lot of money or like didn't care about spending money he would always like uber me in and out mm-hmm. which was very luxurious you don't get that a lot no um but after a while he just stopped returning my texts wow yeah and i'm sure he jerked off while he ignored all of my texts <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah stuff like that that's wild yeah it was good Ooh. And what about now? Is there any, you're, you're currently single, right? So that was before I had, so I went from him to that super bad sex guy. Uh-huh. And it was like, I cannot be having bad sex. It's like ruining morale. Like I really need to be more selective about who I'm having sex with. And I need to masturbate more so I'm not so consumed with having sex with people. Mm-hmm. So before I go out, before I go to work, before I like go on interviews, I have to masturbate like sometimes twice to like get it all out so that I can just like relax and relate to other humans in like a normal way. That is such a like uh, stereotypically male way of treating masturbation. People you have just, said that to me. You just explained it like you need to drain. I need to drain you it. You need to drain it. Because I think it's I think it's useful for all women because we tie emotion to sex so much that I get emotionally attached because I'm like sexually frustrated. Mm. Like I will assign all of that emotional bullshit to something that's like purely sexual. Uh. So if I can get out that like sexual frustration, then like I don't have to like, my emotions aren't all fucked up. Uh 
So I think it's really useful for women to adopt that as a tactic. Yeah. What What are you? What's your masturbation protocol? What's your your system? Do you have so one? So I have a vibrator. I what are we? Get, what are we using? Uh, shit. I free plugs. <laughs> it's the Lilo. The Lilo. Yeah. Lilo. Yeah. It's the best one, honestly. Which, which one do you use? Do you have the? Is the? It's a pink, like a little pink. It looks like a pebble, like a little pointed pebble. Okay. Um, strictly clitoral. Um, it's like charge rechargeable. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I get like really fuck myself over if I forget to charge Have it. Have you thought about upgrading to the wand? So the wands are I h- love real hot. The wand. Real popular. I love the wand. But here's the thing. I I'm such a low setting on the wand. The wand is really powerful. Uh-huh. And I feel like I would be wasting money getting the wand when I just use like the lowest setting. Uh-huh. Because it has such power to it. And I So you don't need the power. I don't need the power. And it is kind of expensive, um, but I do think about the wand often. Okay, it's always recommended if you go into like Babeland, they're just like it's the, no- the wand. It's the number one thing. Although it's the number one thing. Although right now, like people seem to be real, real hip to that womanizer. What's that? Which it's like it's like clit suction. Whoa! Yeah, okay. it's like the new. You know how like everyone was talking about the wand. Now everyone's talking about the womanizer. I've never heard of it. The new fad. Um, it's it's basically a thing. You put it like over your clit, and it, I guess it does. It's not constant suction, but like it like, it's like a rhythmic suction. Yeah. So I whoa. From my explanation, because uh, no one yell at me. I know I don't have a clitoris, but <laughs> explain, mansplain to me what a clitoris is. Right, but I believe it's it, it it's almost like a feeling of just someone like sucking yeah, like yeah, up yeah, and yeah. down up and down on it uh, i would imagine that's correct there's like waves of the the air yeah i have to look into that so that's a real popular one too yeah i'm a real simple masturbator i don't like like i'm very quick uh-huh like it's really like super utilitarian like i'll just like hold it against my clit maybe two minutes and i'm just like there and it's amazing every time uh-huh. um but every guy that i've met that's into toys has a wand Every single guy wants like this, like Ferrari of um, vibrators. And when and when uh, Hitachi starts sponsoring me, then I will own a wand. For now, I just have right. this intense motor bunny, which is really powerful. Awesome! Holy fuck! Um, Do you use vibrators regularly? Um, with myself or partners? With yourself? With myself, I don't own a vibrator. Vibrator. Mm-hmm. I have. My sex toy arsenal besides the motor bunny, which I've used for myself alone on rare occasions because it's just it's a whole setup. And uh-huh. I, I don't know about y'all, but like for me as a as a dude uh, jerking off, like when I start jerking off, I don't want to then have to stop and then go set up. So I would have right. to know that I want to use it. However, I don't know that I want to do butt stuff on myself when I'm jerking off until I'm jerking off. Yeah. It's like a squirrely feeling. I go. Ooh, like I think I want to do something there. Good but, point. And I can grab one of these things. So I have three butt plugs, uh, like a small, medium, large. Uh, For your different moods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually it's a medium. It's most of the time a medium day. Okay. If I'm feeling ambitious, <laughs> we go for we go for the large. But like it's you know that's okay. a process. Uh, I have a like a little five inch glass dildo that I've mm-hmm. had since college. Um, it's like thin and it's glass. I, I like. I'm, I think I'm a fan of like the steel glass. Okay. Sex toy. I like the silicone. Mm. Um, Yeah. Well, I've just never had one in my ass before, so I don't know what silicone is like. Good point. Um, I think it's meant to replicate skin. Yeah. Um, Think of it as like you're aiming into it. uh, Okay, I'm having my. I know. I know. I know. It's uh, inconvenient. I just so I when I move, like I'm always okay. All right. Sorry. I'm. I'm I'm investing in mic stands. I promise. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I I would try other stuff, and I would. 
I, I've used the Hitachi on myself and broke my dick. What'd you do with your dick? Uh, <laughs> it, did pa- you like sword fight with it? <laughs> I think Paige had just gotten it, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we were lying in bed. And she, I think we'd already fucked at that that time. But she was lying in bed using it. And then when she came, like I was starting to get turned on. So I started kind of jerking off. Yeah. And then I t- then when she was done, like we used it on me and put it on the underside of my cock for like a frenulum of orgasm. Right. And I got too ambitious with the settings. Oh, no. Yep. It can burn a clit off if it wanted to. Broke skin a little <gasps> bit. Like, there was a noticeable, like, tearing of skin. Yeah. Yeah. From the vibration. I believe it. I came, and it hurt, and felt good. <laughs> and I looked down, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. And then Paige was also like, fuck, because that means, like, we couldn't have sex. Yeah, that means. Until yeah. I was healed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I learned my lesson that way. Wow. But uh, But I don't own a wand yet, but. Yeah, you know, one day I'm trying to. I've never paid for a sex toy. Ugh, and I'm, lucky you. And I'm trying to keep it that way. Yeah. So I try to try to only. It's a nice place to be. Yeah, my whole ideally my economy will become other people or companies buy stuff for me. Okay. It's like fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So so you're like super simple utilitarian. Super simple. I have rub one. That out. I have one vibrator. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it gives me energy after. Like I don't know how other people are with like after they jerk off they usually. Like, I don't know, the stereotype is that you want to go to bed. Well, with men, we have like biologically the prolactin kicks in. It's like a little chemical that puts us literally okay. to sleep. The idea is to keep stop fucking, you're done, like you're done. type of thing. This, uh, the seed has been expelled. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I get energetic. Uh-huh. So I will do it and it'll like, oh, I'll go to the gym next. Or like, and it's good to come before I go to the gym because otherwise I can't work out because I'm too busy like ogling or... I don't know, make, making my gym equipment. You wet. start grinding against that yeah. bike, that bike seat. I've I've come in the gym before. Yeah, and tell me about it. Okay, I mean, do we talk about this before? I feel like I tell everyone this, um, but it's this. Uh, it's been like three years since you've been on I the know. show. I think it's okay if you it's repeat okay if a I thing. Repeat. Uh, they it, forgot. It's the machine where you sit down and you do like, leg raises. I guess. Um. Sure, like like forward, like like forward. Like you're sitting and trying to just raise your, uh, you like straighten your leg, yeah, out yeah, and then bring it down. That will make me come so hard. And I've read about it. I've read into it that it's like so your clit like extends into your body a little bit further than you see. Uh-huh. So it's like your abdomen muscles are like getting you off from that movement, from like clenching your like lower abdomen when you're doing those leg raises. Wow. Uh, it's intense and amazing. And I always look around like, does everyone know that I just came? Like I have like, like I'm obviously like doing it a little bit like with poor form mm-hmm. and too vigorously for me to actually be doing leg raises. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another machine where you do like, uh, you like hang from it. You like hold yeah, the and handles. You, and, you and you keep you your legs up. Knee raises. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. I made that up. Yeah. But yeah. That one will make me come too. And it's hard. It's like really intense because you're holding yourself up and you're just like coming while you're holding yourself up. It's amazing. That's insane. I've I've uh, I've almost came multiple times at the gym and then they asked me to leave politely. <laughs> you know, it's uh, so you can't do that here. No, no, I've seriously when I'm on the bike, uh not typically the there because there's two types of bikes. There's a one that's like a little like it makes you go higher. Yes. And then there's like the bike the spin bike where you lean forward. I guess, but then there's also one that's a little lower to the ground, so your lay, like your pedal motion is a little bit more in front of you, yes, rather than underneath Below you. you. Yeah, yeah. And on the one where the feet are in front of me, I sometimes because I wear compression shorts 
underneath like my regular shorts. And like I am typically tuck like moving my dick my shaft to like one side or the other mm-hmm. uh so when it like my dick's like up like leaned up against my thigh and in that motion <sighs> that sounds great and i'll never it's not that i'm always i'm rarely hard but intensely aroused so i'm doing it's not every time i bike but like when i do it i'm like oh and sometimes i get like so insanely close i'm like oh my god can i just fuck it i've never that's the only time i relate to women's <laughs> sexual frustration is the amount of times i'm like so fucking close to coming on a bike and can't wait a minute so you're saying you're not hard this whole time uh i would say like i'm there's like there's fullness to it there's full so can you come if you're not hard 100 percent. really oh yeah for sure blowing my mind yeah yeah yeah. or sometimes like maybe like there's can come if you're not hard i don't have to be like 100 percent hard no okay yeah all right for sure. Something to think about. That's why it's like if the guy, like, there's a lot of times where if I lose my erection, I'm, and I'm still insanely turned on. Mm-hmm. So, like, but I'm not hard enough that I can, like, be penetrating. I see. It's like I would love nothing more than me, like, taking the condom off and, like, jerking off or getting a hand job or getting a blow job. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe go grab, like, some flavored lube, though, because, <laughs> you know, that latex smell ain't so great. Um, but yeah, no, I don't have to be fully erect to come. I think a lot of guys. If you don't give up on your if you don't give up on your dick, yeah. fellas, you can still come even if you're not hard. Yeah. Like let's say you lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like most of the most of the problem is just like the look of disappointment on a woman's face is what will like take you out of it in that moment. When you lose an erection. If you lose an erection, it's like sometimes like the woman doesn't know what to do or like just that awkwardness well, what, what will goes- just like take away any of that sexiness. Uh, and I'll I'll respond to that in a moment. But what goes through your head if a guy either, let's say, I mean, and they might be different feelings when he can't get hard and or when he loses an erection in the middle of a blowjob or fucking? Um, I so I it's happened a lot. Just like if you have enough semi drunk sex, it's going to happen. Sure. So I have trained. I've sort of like come up with like a route. Like if that happens, take like all attention away from that thing and just be like, OK, touch me now. Like touch or. Sometimes the guy, the best reaction that has ever come from a guy is like, oh, can we have like a little snooze fest for a moment? Like, just like cuddle. And I'm like, absolutely. Like, give me a little nap and we can go right back into it. Or I'll just be like, touch me now. Like, make it about me. Mm-hmm. And like, I know how to make noises that will make your dick rise. Like, mm-hmm. it'll happen. As long as, as long as I'm not like focusing on his dick, I feel like he can relax. I don't, I don't know if that's like a foolproof plan, but it usually usually works and then i i'll just like come and usually he'll be ready yeah and worst case scenario if he's not then like you got some good fingering or pussy eating or something yeah yeah i think that's the healthy way to do it and that's what i would i was going to respond with is it takes if she's freaking out it in my earlier days i would freak out too yeah Uh, i now know that a woman might respond negatively or confusedly Mm -hmm. and that i can tell her has nothing to do with you I'm still having fun. Do you want to keep having fun? Yeah. Just right now, it's not going to be my dick in your vagina, yeah. but let's do some other stuff. Um, and or the like taking the erection as the goal, like changing that. Yeah. And just be like, that's why I tell all the people. I say, make your goal to have fun. Not, don't make yeah. your goal. I have to fuck you for this to have been fun. Make it. We're just going to have fun and do stuff that feels and good. And communicate those goals yeah. because there's nothing worse than when like a woman knows she's not going to come. And she can't communicate that to a guy. And you're just like, he's just thrusting in like a dry hole for a while. Like, just say like, oh, it's not going to happen for me right now. Like, let me go down on you or yeah. like, 
or it's like give you a hand job or like let's move on from this like this should not be the focus at the moment maybe in a minute sure or there's also the like if you want him to come don't say like um don't say like oh like i'm not gonna come or oh um are you can you come soon if you can or something (laughs) Like, make it the hot desire thing. Yeah. Like, you want him to come. You realize, I'm not going to come. I would like him to stop fucking me. Yeah. And if, you'd re- if you're not the type to say, okay, you need to stop fucking me because <laughs> I want you to stop and you want him to finish, just be like, I want you to come or come for me. Yeah. Like, those are hot things. Yeah, but that can also yeah. build some pressure if he can't come. But then, and then I would say like, oh, like I don't think it's happening for me now, and that would be ideal. Would, which allows you to go, not happening for me either. Let's cut all. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's touch each other slower. I think as soon as people let go of the the their preconceived notion of what a se- what sex is, what the script of yeah. sex is, even oh my god, what? scripted sex has become. Well, this is another part of my alignment that sex had become so scripted for me. Like I know exactly how. I like the moves like you just have your moves and I hated doing that I was like this is so stupid like I get that the guy is like getting off on this but like it's like we're gonna make out then like one of us gonna go down one of us then the other's gonna go down the other then you're gonna put my penis your penis in me and then it's gonna be done and there's this self-consciousness of making everything seem sexy like every step has to like look sexy and like there's no moment of vulnerability otherwise the facade crumbles um yeah so i don't know that's another reason i've been masturbating more i just like hate it's like you go on a date and it's super scripted and like i can be charming on a first like it's not hard to be charming on a first date and then you go home and you have scripted sex and whatever you go and it's like so not worth it yeah yeah and that's why i like to just i don't know switch it up or at least let them know that like you know or just like be your be yourself like i've never my well previous to my enlightenment i was never myself in front of people i was like elevated diana Uh. just like if you in the middle of a date if someone's so interested in something that i do not give a shit about i would typically feign interest i'm like yeah yeah tell me more but it's like now if i masturbate before a date it's so much easier to dissent or to like come up with some sort of counter argument mm-hmm. or just like not try to be likable it, <laughs> i don't have to try that i do that apparently <laughs> you have it so natural apparently being unlikable is my bread and butter yeah i've been told i have resting smug face oh i wouldn't have said that mm. i've been trying to figure out like what's made me wh- why i'm so unlikable like in the comedy community and i asked a friend of mine i was like <laughs> does the whole comedy community find you unlikable i don't know i go to roast battles and people just like love shitting on me specifically in a way that's it's a roast from battle yeah but i'm not roasting oh <laughs> like okay. i won't even be i'm not on stage oh i see okay <laughs> that's fair um yeah wrestling smug face but yeah no but so you're saying with the clarity you're like i don't care if he likes me or not yeah. if he doesn't like this whatever and if he likes this awesome we'll do yeah. stuff my orgasm is no longer dependent on me i don't know t- pretending to like well i do like fishing but i'll amp that up i like oh yeah i love to fish I'm a girly boy or, you know, I like, girly boy. <laughs> I'm a Tom, I'm just a sexy tomboy. Um, I just fucking hate that shtick. And it's like, uh, yeah, just being, being like the nasty, um, sometimes like boring, like sit at home, watch TV person that I am with people. I'm not trying to fuck like my friends or like, I don't know, like my brother, like being that person towards people you're trying to attract. That's now that's now regular. Right, right. As opposed to, you know, ugh, I hate all of it. I <laughs> cringe thinking about all the dates that I went on uh, 
and, and listened to someone describe their NBA draft picks. It's like, oh, fucking kill me now. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, I, anytime someone mentions sports, I just have to say, like, you know, that's the same equivalent of like watching, of me talking about Real Housewives at, on the state. Unless he then goes, like, wait, 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 are we talking about New Jersey, Atlanta, or Orange <laughs> County? Like, New York, obviously, <laughs> is the best season. And then you guys can have the best fight ever over, that's like, which true. is the best person. That's and true. You found your person. I only watch New Jersey for funsies on weekends. I'm not as religious, but I like to <laughs> see some, like, table flipping. Uh huh. Um, I'm just, I've, I've tried to get all that shit out my fucking head because I've, because you're from New Jersey. Well, no, you know I used to work at like a <clears throat> like a celebrity gossip. Oh magazine, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And I quit that about a year ago. So like I've just been letting it slowly get out of my brain because I don't have to Google them every fucking day That's like funny. I used to. So I'm uh, I'm a fan of getting that out. Okay. But I'm, I mean I'm glad that you've uh, you've be, you're becoming so enlightened. Yeah, I That's guess it's not really like cool. working uh, towards finding people who are interested in me. <laughs> wait, wait, but what's the, What's the problem? People are interested in you or people who can live up to what you would like in a bedroom? No. Well, it's like, it's just compatibility. It's uh-huh. just, uh, you're not, com- strictly uh, speaking about like odds, I'm not going to be compatible with most people. Uh-huh. So, and I feel like other people will work towards that compatibility, like faking it in those ways. And now that I'm not faking it, it's like very apparent who I'm compatible with. And it's not a lot of people. Preaching to the crowd here. Um. Yeah, so it's just like I have to deal with that in like trying to find people that I'm like more naturally compatible with. And w- what type of person are you naturally compatible with? I'm just gonna get my notebook out real quick. Sorry, I don't. Um, people who are the same way. People who aren't um giving me like their highlight reel on a date. People mm-hmm. who are like willing to be vulnerable and like talk about their faults. Um, people who are straight up and like have a sense of um, self-awareness like I have I I mentioned to you that I was dating uh, so I was dating my old Spanish teacher and he was a lot older he was maybe 10 years older than me college professor college sorry college professor um but it was after I had graduated college and I had always thought he was like the hot teacher in school and I had been on like a series of bad dates. And I was like, oh, I kept thinking about this college professor who was, everyone talked about him. He was the hottest guy. And he was so accomplished. He spoke like 10 different languages, uh, graduated Harvard, was a teacher at Princeton, like straight up on paper, great guy. Uh, and he was so sweet. And he wrote, I remember he wrote an article about his mom and shared it with the class. Like really like sensitive bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Okay. Uh, and it had been years since I graduated, and I had I had just been thinking about him. And the next day, not the next day, a little while later, we he came up as a suggestion on LinkedIn of all places, and I was like, "Yes, and let me slip into those." Yes, DMs. let me connect. And I didn't send anything, <laughs> but he sent something to me, and I was like, "The universe is working." K pasa. I deserve a man with all these accomplishments. Who like he's older, he knows himself. He was a bigger nightmare than any other 20-something that I'd ever dated. Just no self-awareness. He would tell me, he would say all the right things. He said things like, oh my gosh, I want to, like, even if this doesn't work out, I want to be friends with you. I want you in my life. I, I know. And he would, There's a reason I haven't hit you up being like, hey, like, how, do you want to like, go be friends somewhere? 
<laughs> I know. I'd be like, look. <laughs> yeah. So he would say things like, oh, I want to cook for you. Like, why don't we just like hang around and like, I want to do special things for you all the time. And then he would never do anything special or he would, he would say, let's hang out a lot. And I said, okay, like I'm pretty free. Uh, and then he wouldn't text me for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, it's like, where have you been? He's like, oh, I'm just, I'm right here. Like, just text me and hang out. And I was like, oh, but like, you don't respond to my texts. <laughs> and he's I like, did that. What do you, he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, okay. So I dealt with it for a little while because I thought like, oh, he's, but he's saying these things. And he would tell me, he was like, oh, if there's ever a problem, like, just come to me directly. Like, I don't want you to ever feel bad. So, well, I don't, you keep like kind of like ignoring me for like weeks at a time. You keep telling me to contact you, you then I do it, you. and then you disappear. Uh, Yeah. All the, and it, he would come up with all these stories of why he couldn't hang out anyway. So he kept it, doing the opposite of what he was saying. And eventually I looked around and I was like, I think we're on like opposite pages. Like, you make me feel kind of crazy. <laughs> like, this is so textbook. Like, gaslighting. Gaslighting. Yeah. Before I knew what gaslighting was. And he was just, oh my gosh, I don't even understand. Like, tell me. And I'd be like, well, look at these text receipts. And he goes, well, you don't have to scroll back all the way. Don't be crazy bringing up all this stuff from day one. <laughs> you asked for proof, bitch. What so do you I want? I just ran. I was just like, Ugh. I have to go. This is terrible. So, yeah. You were like, adios. Adios. <laughs> senor. Adios, senor. <laughs> Professor. This is Professor. not going to work out. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I'm trying to attract people who are... I don't know, okay with being their ugly selves. Are you specifically trying to find people that go back to intentions? Are you trying to find people to date seriously? Are you taking people for whatever? I'm taking people for whatever. whatever I'm communicating to, to people that if I'm like attracted to someone, I will communicate that I'm attracted to them. Mm-hmm. And then it, it'll be what it becomes. Your intentions for each person are individual to yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's and so many people fucking don't do that. So many people are like, no, I need to find someone that who's going to be my boyfriend or my girlfriend or someone who's only going to fuck me or whatever or friends with benefit, whatever it is. Like, it's great to say you don't want a relationship, but also don't act like when you find that person, you're going to ignore something that's a gold mine. That's a good point. Yeah. Because I think it's so self-serving to be like in the mood for a boyfriend. Like people do that all the time. <laughs> oh, I just really want like a boyfriend right now. Like, yeah, it's cold out. We all want quote unquote boyfriends. We more more like you. So you want warm body. I like- want a warm body. <laughs> Get an electric blanket. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> Truly, if you think about if you think about all the ways that a boyfriend can make you happy, just like do that for yourself and like get that cloudiness out. Like masturbate and like buy yourself some jewelry, and it's like literally this. You will get you'll scratch that itch. I think you have a masturbation book to write. <laughs> I think I. It's do. you're starting to sound like a Betty Dodson with this whole clarity stuff. I know. I think I'm onto something. You are. You really are. And I've tried to tell women this. I'm just like masturbate more. And I'm surprised at how many, maybe it's just like the circle of friends that I keep that are a little bit more on the prude side, but just like not that into masturbating. Mm -hmm. And I want to be like, show me how you do it. Like, are you doing it right? Because I'm really excited about it and you're not at all excited about it. And clearly you're doing it wrong if you're not excited about it. If you're not excited. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Like I... I have a friend who's only been with one guy her entire life. And mm. I, want, I asked her, I was like, how's the sex? She goes, I come every time. And I go, mm-hmm. do you know what coming is? 
Like, is this a legit orgasm? Because early on, I thought I knew what an orgasm was. And then you have a real orgasm. And you're like, this is 10 times better than what I thought an orgasm was. So I don't... You're like you. You don't trust her answer. I don't trust her answer. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she found a good one. Maybe he's just nat- he's a natural cocksmith. Who knows? Okay, yeah. Maybe he has like a magnetic body that fits perfectly on her magnets. I don't know. Which I don't buy. It. No, I well, no, I, I get what you're trying to say, and I'm just like, yeah. I don't know that that exists. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe they just. She. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I trust her. Gotcha. So yeah. But do you, do you talk to your friends about masturbation a lot? Like just yes, Uh yes. Like, are you that friend? Yes, You're yes, friend. I'm the friend. <laughs> I'm always uh, yeah. Like all of my friends, their dentists know about me because mm-hmm. they just like talk about. They're always like, "Where did Diana drag you to?" Like the one friend I took to see your naked comedy, and she is not the type of person to go to naked comedy. Oh, right, I forgot about that. And so she's just telling all of her friends, and I'm dragging her to these naked things or like i don't know i take them to all kinds of like weird events mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm that friend to uh to get self so to get self-serving uh and and sort of deal with like what this fucking podcast is um when we were so we started sleeping t- together kind of randomly there were like just random occurrences yeah. over the course of probably that year yeah um i do think about you like often because i go like i should have diane because like <laughs> I feel like I have a few times this year. Just, I don't know. Oh, yeah. You definitely have. Yeah. But I'm in a weird sexual place. Uh Uh-huh. So I I haven't wanted to have sex with you lately. Sure. What's what's the sexual space about? It's just trying to figure that out. Like having sex with people. I don't know where you fit into all of it, but I just like didn't want to look into my sexual past. Sure. Recently. And what, what are you finding? I'm not finding anything. (laughs) Um, I'm finding that... So with that sub-dom relationship, that was really appealing to me. Mm. But that was the extent of our relationship. I would love to replicate that in like a mutual understanding um, where it's like, oh, we can play dom-sub in the bedroom, but you're not like dragging me in and out of work every week. (laughs) Did did you not like the life dom aspect of it at all? Because it seemed like I liked it a lot. But when it came to um, like our interactions outside of sex, he kept on that facade. Like, right. Like there needs to be a a start and an end of to a scene. Yeah. Even if it's like on the on Tuesdays, Tuesdays is dom day. Like Tuesdays, I can pull you out of work or I can tell you to go to the bathroom to jerk off. Tuesdays is the day every week where like we I can life dom you or whatever. But all the other days you got to like talk to me like a human. Yeah. Or like let's have a human relationship for like a moment while we do our sexual stuff. Like I didn't want to be I I just felt that relationship made me feel really cloudy. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of kinksters will tell you that's really important to like be able to have the human. Yeah. The human element. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, so in that time of like these random occurrences and or chatting or whatever, uh, did you see it? W- was there a difference with me then from the first time around when I was apparently a douche nozzle and had no idea? Yeah. Because if you go back and listen to episode six, oh boy, was there a revelation? Yeah. Of Billy being like, "Wait, I was that? I was that bad?" Yeah. Oh no. You're just no. Okay, so it's different. I think previously you never went down on me and i mentioned it to you at the last podcast which was a shock to me because 
I do genuinely enjoy doing that yeah. to the point that I post on the internet. Hey, can I go down on you with no reciprocation? Yeah. Here are my Yelp reviews. Let's do this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that oh, I did a oral. Did I tell you about? An, we did this thing called the oral sex auditions recently. Oh my god. Um, a friend of mine who was like, ha- she was very sexually frustrated, and she was frustrated that men weren't going down on her. Yeah. Or. Uh, like they would brag about how much they like going down on women. Then they would show up, do two licks, and come up for Ugh. air. Or they would tr- they would do it and just be really bad at it. Yeah. So she uh, so we held auditions, <gasps> and I arranged like five men over That's the course brilliant. of an afternoon to come in. They did some pre interview with me. Yeah. They had ten or fifteen minutes to like make a first impression with tongues and fingers only. So like their penis stays in their pants. Wait, is she blindfolded or something? No, 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 okay. no. She 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 wasn't blindfolded for it, but like I don't she, know why I thought that was like she stayed required. In, she stayed in her bedroom the whole time. Okay. And these guys would go in, they'd be like wearing gloves, do sort of some mouthwash or whatever, but <laughs> that was like the closest to like safer sex practices we okay. could do. And they would go mouthwash. in that yeah. a little extra tingle. Yeah, and they could like make out and finger her and eat her pussy and all that stuff and then i would come knock on the door when they're done uh yeah he would do a post game leave and then she would tell me like what really went down okay and we did that with five dudes and what were the first oh, i have to look into this it was, it was great were um, they all was there anyone who was doing a bad job or of the five guys well one of the guys didn't end up doing anything with her because it was the last guy i think by the end of it they were so enmeshed in their conversation they forgot to like do the sex stuff that's sweet right um, four of the five guys she wanted to see again. Wow. Which included the dude that she didn't even do stuff with. Wow. Three of those four wanted to see her again. And you organized this? Yeah. God, you're a saint. You're well, you know, really I'm, I'm doing a good, things. I'm a good friend. You're a good friend. <laughs> I mean, she also, I think she was first like complaining to me because she wanted to do like to hook up with me because she kept trying to like be like, well, are you going to be in the, like she kept be like, you should like pot be one of the, and I'm like, oh, no, no, be objective third party. Okay. Um, you didn't want to? I don't, There, I think there's a, there were a couple times where like I could tell she was interested. Like we'd, we'd hung out before. Yeah. And I, I was like, if I, I knew that if I hooked up with her, that I would be doing it just like, cause why not? Yeah. And I try to remove a lot of those experiences from my life. So there's like people you don't want to have sex with, which is like, I don't want to like Trump supporter. I was on a date with on Tuesday by accident. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm like, I do not want At this stage. I'm so shocked. I it's mean, my second in six months, and like to be an out Trump supporter, or did well, you it, it, dig came, it, out it came out. I didn't dig hard. It just it came out in conversation, and she hadn't voted. That was part of it because oh. she could she didn't do her absentee ballot. Okay, and then I was like, "Well, who would you have?" And she was like, "Yeah, I think it would have been Trump." <sighs> and then you know because her emails, literally, that was <laughs> Benghazi was oh her my reason. God. Um, so I'm trying to. There's the people you don't want to have sex with. That, then there's the people where you're like. Then there's people like you want to have sex with. That's not a question, yes. right? There's a lot of people where you go like, I could have sex with this person. And I, right, you know, there's people who are like, I won't, I'm not a no, but I'm definitely not excited. Do you know who taught me about that? Paige taught me about that. It's not a hell no. It's a, it's not, it's a, hell not yes. a hell yes. It's a hell no. And well, I was like, that is brilliant. I, I find that to be very simplistic. Yes, but it makes you think, is this yes. a hell yes? And why isn't it a hell yes? Well, there's okay, if I want to extend to this whole spectrum further, I can have hell yeses, I can have yeses, I can have people where I'm like, I want to see where I want I want to see what it's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking specific so 
all those can go in the cluster of yeses. People where I'm like, I'm very curious, like what our sexual energy yeah. will be to fucking crazy enthusiastic humping yeah. your leg. But there's a in between the people where you're like, I Maybe. guess I could have sex with you. Yeah. And I'm trying not to do like do those. Or there's people where it's, I don't think I want to have sex with you. I would love to make out with you. I, I want to make out with way more people than I want yes. to fuck. Yeah. Because making out is fantastic. There's those, and I'm trying to remove those. So, like, let's That's say the, tr- the Trump supporter, if I didn't know she was a Trump supporter, I think I was like, I'm curious. Yeah. And then I was like, I found out that I'm like, it's a no. Uh-huh. And so I just, I tried to remove those. So I, so this woman, Roxanne, from the oral sex auditions, she was like a, I could have sex with this person, and I know I, I know she is interested. She's like putting her hand high on my thigh while we're out, like for <laughs> friendly drinks. Yeah. So I'm like, I could, but it's that hand isn't exciting me that much. So I probably shouldn't. I love hearing a man say that because. Well, I am. I'm also a, just I'm a lesbian at this point. That's it. <laughs> I'm not even like a man. I'm a lesbian with a cock attached to me okay. at this point. But sorry, continue. No, I well because. Yeah, I don't want to have sex with people who are just lukewarm about me. Like, I think that's such a, like, I can't, I would love to have a gauge. Like, I think everyone should have that mentality. Like, no, I don't want to have maybe sex with people. Mm -hmm. And I think that was something about, I think you kind of tie into this thinking. Tell me. Okay. Well, uh, well, it's it was not a question. Like, I like having sex with you. You're really good in bed. Thank you. Uh, Both from when I was dog shit to when... (laughs) I guess I was mildly less dog shit. Yeah. Um, no, so I know that. I think the reason why I didn't hit you up, I knew I wasn't like, we weren't romantically no. a connection. And I was always cool with that. But I think that I was sometimes hesitant to hit you up because I couldn't tell how much you were interested. Like, I couldn't yeah. tell if maybe I was a, I can have sex with this guy to scratch an itch. Or if it was like, no, I like having sex with Billy and I happen to be free. Like, I want to go fuck Billy. Yeah. So, so I didn't know if you want to fuck me because I was a guy you could have sex with or because you want to have sex with Billy. That's a good question. So I sometimes want to have sex with Billy. Awesome. Yeah. But sometimes I just don't want that. Totally. So whenever I've said no, it's been because I just, yeah. Sure. What's that, what's that about? Like, what kind? what's feeding that decision? What's feeding that decision? Um. Or what's like the difference? It's honestly, it's just my m- mood. Yeah. It's my mood. Cause it, I don't know. When you have sex with a person more than once, like you know their type of sex mm-hmm. and you're a specific type of sex. And like I told you, I was kind of into like subdom stuff. That's like a mood that I get into. Uh, and then you're a little bit more, you're like feel good sex. That's like not the right word. It should feel good regardless. <laughs> but you're like very like, I want to like, I will go to great lengths to make you feel like it's a little bit theatrical when I have sex with you. Like it's always like a show. <laughs> it's like you. I have an opening act. Uh, there's a, there's I, an intermission. Like, I don't want to like overanalyze like what you're doing in bed, but like you do a lot in bed. And so sometimes I'm in the mood for like, yeah, get Billy over here. Like that would be a great time. And sometimes I'm just like, mm, I don't want that cool and it's not like a personal it's not like you've lost interest overall in like oh no all of a sudden like billy looks kind of like fat and ugly to me (laughs) no not at all it's just a like i don't want i don't want mexican and i want oh thank you um uh it's like i don't want mexican and i want chinese not people we're talking about food we're doing food food analogy please don't please don't tweet about it it's like a different (laughs) thing and 
And there's always that desire for something new. Mm-hmm. So that's also a part of it. Like, oh, I know what I'm going to get with Billy. Like, there's less excitement there from like the first time that we had sex. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't know. That's part of the thing is like, oh, let me try like a new connection with a person, a new chemistry with a person. Like, that's always better than... Now I, now I feel like I should switch it up if, like, if I'm ever graced with that. Uh, I don't think it's like... I wouldn't call you predictable. It's right, but like if I you... Know, it's known sex. Right, but if you stepped into my room and, like, instantly, like, <laughs> I swirled you around and put you up against my door with my hand on your throat, that, oh, that would seem different. Less throat different. stuff. You're less throat less stuff. Less throat stuff. I don't know. I've been going through, like, recently... Uh, the last several people I've slept with have been into choking so i've been i don't know why i've been doing more choking than i, I am used it, I to because i'm like these people want choking okay i guess i'm yeah. doing some choking i've now been getting better at choking I just have, for these people and because of those people i have had to explicitly say no choking in sure. bed it got to the point where now it's with these recent like sexual partners i've when I realized that they like rougher things and they wanted me to at least on occasion do yeah, that, I, I really like went through things like, hey, so, so I would say stuff like, hey, so I noticed like you really like some hand, uh, some some hair pulling mm-hmm. and that you like some spanking. Like, do you like rough, you know, rough stuff? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm like, cool. So like hair and I'll basically go through a child I'll be like hair. <laughs> yes. Um, spanking. Yes. Uh, choking. Yes. Biting nipples. Ooh, not so much. Or it'll be like spanking. This one, it's like not everything like I like to do, but spitting in your mouth because apparently there's some people who want you there to. Are some people. So I'm asking, like, do you want me to spit in your mouth? Yeah. But I'm not presenting yeah. like that because then I don't want to make them feel weird about it. But so I literally go through like a rough sex yeah. checklist with them, and like so I had one who liked who liked all this stuff but not this, or one who was just like I like the stuff I just don't like the choking, or right. one one girl's just like look don't fuck up my weave no hair pulling. <laughs> Right. So uh, it was interesting to, as a guy who I find myself more like a, a service top than yeah, a, that, a service top. That's why I was told it was called. Wait, can you explain that's, that for me? That's why I was told it was called. I'm just trying to. <laughs> What's a service top? Um, I always thought I was more of a switch, but I switch in the sense of like I lean more submissive, but like I take a dominant role when I know that's what they want. Okay. Because I want to turn them on. I want to do what they yeah. like. So if they want me to take charge and like throw her up against the wall yeah. i can do that i just need to i'm not a sociopath i i need to know <laughs> yeah that's what they like so i don't have like cops called on me yeah um yeah you're a pleaser in that way yeah so i'm a pleaser but so apparently a service top is someone who can top but it's like for them like not because they top but because the person Does wants top it. mean like to dom a little i guess light so dom? yeah they call it a service dom okay. i mean i can get like i can be light or not i've been getting better at being more intense like i'm starting to leave bruises yeah i'm proud of um because when i started spanking when i first met Paige, i had a birthday where you know i was going down i I think i've told a story before but we were with her friend who is a a dominatrix and she was like do you want to see me spank Paige?" and i was like okay start spanking her and she's spanking her the way i previously used to spank i'm like yeah that's in my head i'm like oh those that's the way i spank means i'm doing it right this is great then she goes this very thin asian woman goes yeah, so these are warm-up spanks. This is like, this tenderizes, the, <laughs> this prepares the ass to be spanked. And in my mind, I was like, fuck, my spanks are warm-up spanks. I got to oh, get better. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm leaving all sorts of bruises now. I uh, on, on, what was it, like Friday or Thursday night, I was like spanking the person I've been seeing and left that, that delight on her. That looks so aggressive. And that's just my hand. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
yeah uh, Guys, go check point. out my Instagram if you want to hear, if you want to see the you the ass. To go with yeah, the, uh, the shock. Time for the fan whore appreciation moment, sponsored by, well, sponsored by you. Hey, everyone, this is the part of the podcast where I like to give a few shout outs to my fan whores on Patreon. Uh, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's kind of like a monthly fan club subscription meets Kickstarter. You pick how much money you want to pledge each month and determine on how much you pledge. You get various types of rewards, which include all sorts of awesome, exclusive bonus episodes of the Man Whore Podcast. In fact, all $5 and up patrons tomorrow are going to get a bonus episode with Diana. So if you're loving her and you want more, go ahead and join the club so you can hear more of her in your ears tomorrow. But for now, I want to give a shout out to Nicholas Brown. Such a generic name. Not sure if it's fake or not, but hey, buddy, thank you so much for supporting the show. Lisa H., longtime, very quiet fan whore. I like uh, every once in a blue moon, I'll hear from you. And it's always something positive and super sweet. Thanks for being awesome. Rochelle W., what a cool name, Rochelle. Rochelle sounds like just an awesome dance move that I want to do at the club. So, hey, do the Rochelle, do the Rochelle. Hey, okay. Thank you all so much. What did I just do there? I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Thank you all so much for supporting the show. And you too can become an official fan whore for as little as $1 per month. Yes, just $1 gives you access to our super secret Facebook group, our super naughty NSFW picture sharing kick group, bonus episodes of the Man Whore Podcast, and more. And not to mention, you'll be supporting me. Hey. Head on over to patreon.com slash podcast to pledge today. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast. But now let's wrap things up with Diana. Yeah, I remember listening to that podcast. And I had mentioned, ugh, I like cringe thinking about it. Because I talk <laughs> about, I talk about having a lot of sex and having a lot of, um, like being so adamant about, having no string sex. Like I felt like that's something that I needed to do. Mm. Uh, that was so like overcompensating for something that was so ugh, just like almost braggadocious. That I'm just like, ugh, was I really that bad? Was I a fuck girl? No, I never, again, I never saw you as a fuck girl. I just, I always interpreted you as someone who knew what she wanted and, and said it. Okay. You know? So if you just, that's why I think I thought you weren't so like a romantic type. Cause it seemed like I want sex. I yeah. want good sex. If you are good sex, you can keep having sex with me. Yeah. And it, which I think served into the, like, does she want to have sex with me? Or because it's Billy? Or am I someone who is, like, adequate in bed enough yeah. that she's, like, having me over? Um, which I have now to the point, like, almost fetishized where I'm like, I want to be someone's, like, sex toy. Like, that seems like a really hot thing for me. Yeah. I just need to secretly know that they want me. But, like. So many layers yeah. to all this shit. I'm fu- I'm a little fucked up. I don't know. I oh got. I got, We're all super fucked up. Yeah. Well, I yeah, but like I so I question whether or not people are into me like fucking all the time oh. to the point that people have to tell me, Billy, look at the just I don't know the physical evidence. <laughs> You're in bed with two beautiful women yeah. that do not need you there, because anytime two bi chicks are in bed with each other. There's a good chance they don't need me. Yeah. Uh, and so they they want me there. They have me there. I should just accept that they want me there. Yeah. 
Uh, rather than thinking like, oh, like does does this one think like I'm not actually that attractive, or is this one more into me emotionally and doesn't actually isn't attracted to me physically? I should just shut my fucking face and just like enjoy the party. Yeah, that's my level of fucked up. I don't know what your sexual fucked upness oh. is. But, you know, that's mine is that I don't believe anyone actually is attracted to me. Yeah. That, which is also on here. It says, uh, Billy overshares like really badly. <laughs> or Billy is still surprised when women have sex with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, to some degree, I seek validation in sex. Like there is a level of rejection if someone like doesn't. Or like if I can't like get what I want sexually, I have to like train myself to be like like that's not what it's about like it doesn't have to be about sex all the time and like all the time women are asking men to like think more about other things other than sex and here i am like wanting to be wanted strictly for sex like in that way i'm fucked up uh. and that like can i do can i have control over someone sexually and like i used to seek that out all the time um so that's when i would have sex with people that i was like lukewarm about or like oh i wasn't sure or i was cloudy or confused or just wanted someone to like me in that way mm. um it wasn't like a huge thing but it's just something i kept catching myself doing um like even if i didn't even like someone i would just be like can i get him to sleep with me like <laughs> can i get him to sleep with me like oh this is so wrong like can I get on sleep? But with someone it? you don't you don't like but you're attracted to at least right? Well I was attracted to the idea of sex so much. Uh-huh. Well I think I told you once that I thought I had a sex addiction. Yeah. Which okay I know I know that sounds stupid but when something consumes like consumes you so much that it's all you think about <laughs> and pushes other thoughts away to the point that I was having sex with strangers like sometimes twice a day like every day. <sighs> It's that's crazy. That's what a crazy person does. I don't think that's what a crazy person does. But you, what my what I heard in that was like, Billy, you missed all the po- the right posts. You've <laughs> you've uh, I've never responded to any of your Reddit ads that you've just like kindly ignored, right? How do you know? I don't know. I'm asking you. No, I don't think I've ever come across. Okay, because I answer a lot of Reddit ads. That's and, so funny. So and Craigslist ads. So like when you say like I don't have- do it a lot. But w- when you say you were you were having sex with strangers tw- sometimes twice a day, yes. I'd be like, "Shit! Like, have am I missing the posts? Like, I, I guess uh, <laughs> you are. It was it wasn't a very long period. I like kind of got it under control. Sure. Has did anyone you knew ever like answer one of your posts by and didn't know it was you? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Um, there were sometimes uh, guys would respond saying like, "I'm a professor at like, New York City College." I'm like, "Fuck!" Is this one of my professors? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, would I still have sex with him if it was one of my professors? Um, so yeah, so I was just doing, having so much sex and like, that's pretty dangerous to be, I don't know, rolling the dice twice a night to like get into a stranger's car. Like I have faith in people. I wasn't like concerned, Mm. but like, just like put it, pushing that out of my mind, pushing any level of doubt out of my mind that this was like a safe thing or like the right thing to do or like did i need this like did i need to have sex with two people a night uh and like why was i doing i was just like obsessed with it i was like obsessed with that feeling i was just like chasing like new sexual experiences like and it wasn't even i don't know what it was but now that i'm masturbating more i can see clearly i can see so clearly that like oh like i was not in control i was so out of control in that phase 
Um, You've reached enlightenment. I think so, but mm-hmm. maybe I'll look back in this at this in five years and be like, "Ugh, what was I thinking?" Yeah, or like, or you'll be like, "Nah, I had it spot I had it all on. Figured out. <laughs> had it spot on." Yeah. You have your different, you have your menu of cock that you have for yourself and you just yeah. choose which one you're in the mood for that night. And sometimes you're like, maybe I'll mix Chinese with Mexican tonight. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, and how dare I even like, <laughs> even posit that I have things figured out. Like, it, not at all. Like, I should be the first person to admit that I have no clue what I'm doing. Uh, well, you seem to have it down all right. I mean, I mean, I you definitely, okay. you have the bedroom part down. Yeah. I think there's no, Thank there's you. no question there. Yeah, now I'm just trying to learn all the ways in which I'm fucked up and to like clock it <laughs> and to clock it. Yeah. There, the one other thing I wanted to uh, bring up was how you talked about like people being honest about intentions. Yeah. And we got away from it so quickly, but it's something I, I find go back to it. so fascinating when people lie about what their intentions are. Oh my you God. said when they're horny to, I, I'm assuming to just get the person to bed, but I think people will lie about their intentions in all the different directions um, just to not face the rejection. So if somebody wants a relationship and maybe you're really horny and you kind of fudge the facts and yes. lie about your intentions so you can get laid. But I've had people who, like I personally have lied about my intentions or, or like was wrong about my intentions where like a woman says she just wants casual sex and I was really into her uh-huh. and I wanted a relationship. Yeah. And she was like, no fuck boy. Like you're going to just be my fuck boy. Yeah. And I would accept that, and it's less than what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. That's another problem. That even the reverse. Yeah. Um, like what you're saying. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing. Sometimes I would do the same thing, get into no strings things, and and completely delude myself when I really wanted a relationship. Yeah. Or I don't know. Was craving more than sex. Yeah. Than than just than what I was. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well. thanks for coming back, Diana. Of like course, of course. Uh, I, I can jab with you uh, all yeah. the times, it seems. I uh, some of that made sense. I, a lot of it made sense. Thank you. Were, you. You were great, as always. Look, I don't have you back for no reason. Uh, it's not. True. It's not just because, like, no, I'm a trick. <laughs> I'm not lying about my intentions where it's like, no, I'm going to have Diana for the podcast, <laughs> but really I'm just trying to sleep with her. Yeah. I'm not, you know, it's not a lie, however, but, like, if I, you know, yeah. I appreciate that I can always be honest with my intentions with you. <laughs> like, it's like. I hope so. Yeah. After all these years, we can just like talk about it in like a really no frills way. Sure. Yeah, of course. Just as I hope that you can uh, uh, be so brave with your intentions. If you're ever like, <laughs> Billy, I really need to get my pussy eating. Can you please come over yeah. and then get the fuck out of my place afterwards? Yeah. Like, it, so if, if we get to hook up again, like what is that a thing where it's like you prefer to go have drinks with me and talk with me? Or is that a like, I'd like Billy in bed and like pretty much only in bed and cover my mouth before I say something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, I don't know. We could do either one. Mm. Yeah, either one. Because we are friends. So like drinks is like a normal part of that. And then if we have to be friends that sleep with each other, like, I don't know. The lines are blurred. Okay. I'll take those blurry lines. Okay. I'm just, I'll keep my fingers okay. crossed over here. <laughs> But like like she said, everybody, she's not having sex with me after this. <laughs> she's made that clear. Can confirm. Yes. Um. But thanks for coming back. Of and course. any anything else you want to say, bring up, mention, ask? No, I don't think so. You're good. I think I got it all out. You're clear. I'm clear. And you didn't even have to jerk I off to do it. Jerk off, and I'm much less cloudy than when I came in. Well, that's good. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, then in that case, why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Bye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you.
Oh, wow, that was fun. Uh, and Diana stuck to her guns. She, she, did not, she did not let me have sex with her that night. I had to wait, like, at least another five nights. <laughs> um, but Diana's pretty fucking awesome. I'm really happy she came back. Always a blast to talk to. Hope you enjoyed her. And you know what? Let me know what you thought about this week's show. You can follow me on the Twitter and the Instagram at TheBillyPercita. Say something kind. Say something nice. Use the hashtag ManWhorePodcast to let me know what you thought about this episode. Go like the ManWhorePodcast Facebook page. I've got now got a wonderful new intern, Tori, who is uh, populating that with a bunch of awesome articles, memes, and behind-the-scenes action. Join the conversation with your fellow fan whores on the ManWhorePodcast subreddit. There are individual comment threads for every episode. I also post uh, all sorts of relevant links and special pictures and special announcements for you Redditors. It's r slash Podcast. Don't forget to send your questions for episode 200 to 200 at manwhorepod.com. Anything you've ever wanted to know about me, really now's the time to ask. I'm really excited about this extra special episode. But for now, uh, I'm going to go off, uh, hit the gym, host a Tuesday open mic. Maybe some of you are out there doing the same. Who knows? But I hope that all of you will remember to stay slutty.